Good morning, everybody. It is good to be here today with you, and I hope that everybody has um, had a Merry Christmas and enjoyed spending time with their family and um, friends, and that it's been a time of blessing, and um, I know um, much needed re relaxation for a lot of people, for probably all of us. Um, so it's it is good to be here today. It's been so strange the weather. Um, my um, my niece's uh, fiance he he did a lot of the cooking for us yesterday. It was really nice, but he did he grilled and I'm like this is totally Texas. I mean that we're you know outside grilling. I had to put the fan outside for him and hook it up because it was just this hot. It was humid, so it's just so. So odd, but you know, then again, um, that's Texas weather for you. My husband just sent me a text, which was, if you look at the teaching sheet, it says, Shaken is the um, title. He says, Do not be shaking in your boots this morning. Laugh out loud. He said, Tell everyone hello for me. So I guess he knows me too well because what that came from the deer blind. It sure did. Yes. Um, because I was thinking this morning as I was driving, you know, over from the land of Gar to Dallas, that, um, you know, no, many, no matter how many times, and I've said this off and on throughout the years, but no matter how many times that I, um, that I get up here and teach and, um, you know, been doing it for, for several years like, um, you know, everybody else in here, it's still a place of... I don't want to say the word discomfort, but it is kind of, and, and I guess that's probably a good thing because it keeps you, you know, really relying on the Lord and, and humble and and really wanting to speak forth um, the words that He is is giving. Because I always know, I, I feel always like Moses that I've always been a writer. I can always write and I can convey my feelings um, better in writing. I journaled from a very young age, and that was just how I got my feelings down. That's how I got out what I you know, what I wanted to say, I felt like I was way more eloquent in my writing than I ever have been with my speech, so um, I know that y'all are used to that now, and y'all are very encouraging to me, and I always appreciate that, because it's always such a, a great atmosphere to teach in, it's just for me, it's, you know, always kind of makes me a little nervous, but um, I just want to be obedient, and um, and bring forth what, he, what he's been, really been speaking to my heart, so um, if you look at the, the sheet, um, the, the word there is shaken. And, you know, you can look at this in two ways because we, you know, there's a positive shaking. I mean, we, I think we do need to be shaken continually just to, you know, make sure that we're, um, you know, doing what we need to be doing and always in a, in a place and, and ready to um, move forward, but also... There have been so many things over, especially the last couple of years, that have tried to, um, and really over many years in our house, that have tried to shake us and that have tried to um, bring um, an ungodly measure of shaking or something that um, would try to maybe get us off course or, um, as you'll see, one of the words, um, the word shaken, um, what it means is to waver or to agitate us somehow, or to topple us, or maybe to even destroy us. I mean, the enemy, he's angry. He doesn't, he doesn't like what we do. Um, he's, you know, but we press forward, and we're, you know, we're grateful for what he's called us to do, and um, we, there's going to come that shaking, shaking, but we can't let it take us off course. So that's kind of where he started speaking to me. In this passage in Matthew 11, uh, was something that really spoke to me, um, and we'll just kind of go from there. So I'll, I'll start reading that. Uh, Matthew 11, 1 through 15, and it says, that it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in the cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? You know, um, should we expect or anticipate um, another there? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. 
the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who, whosoever shall not be offended in me, and that's that word scandalizo, um, which you know is an entrapment or being tripped up. Um, and as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out in the wilderness to see? And this is the part that I really want to focus on here. And he asked, um, Jesus asked several questions here. He says, What did you go to the wilderness to see? Uh, you know, c concerning John the Baptist. A reed shaken with the wind. And that word shaken there is, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, saluo, which means to waver, to agitate rock, topple, destroy, to disturb, and incite. And I want you to be thinking about the character of John the Baptist as we talk about this. And I want you to see, you know, are any of these things characteristic of what we know of John the Baptist to be? Um, but what went ye out to see? And he asked that again. A man clothed in soft raiment. And you've got that word clothed there, meaning to be invested or enrobed with something. And that word soft is that is malakos which is that, you know, infinite, um, inf effeminate, sorry, I can't even pronounce it right, um, soft raiment. Behold, that they wear, sorry, let me back up for just a second. Well, when you get out to the sea in the wilderness to see, a reed shaken in the wind, but what when you out to see, a man clothed in soft raiment, behold, they that wear, and that word phoreo, um, to have a burden, or by analogy, to wear as clothing, or constant accompaniment, soft clothes, clothing, or in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? And he asked the third time, a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall pre um, prepare thy way before thee. So let's stop there just for a minute. Okay, so this focusing right there on on that word read a reed shaken and I, I looked up some different things about reeds because my my first thought about a reed was a musical instrument I didn't play any woodwinds or anything like that growing up I played the violin but what I do know about a reed for an instrument is that it's you know what you put in the the instrument that really brings forth that sound because um, <coughs> it vibrates to produce a sound on a musical instrument. And so when I looked at it that way, I was like, you know, that, when you think about a, a reed being shaken, and if you think of yourself possibly as a reed, then, you know, bringing forth something like that would be a good thing. But of course here, it is, is something in a negative sense because it's, it's talking more along the lines of something that could, you know, cause you to waver in some way. But just kind of a, a picture there of what a reed, how it functions in that capacity. And then um, a reed in itself as a plant, is a, it's a member of the grass family. And it can stand up to 5 to 15 feet tall and blooms in August. Produces large red, purple, plume-like flowers. I never knew this. I just My thinking is of what the end product or what it's used for. But it's usually 6 to 12 inches long. We know in the Old Testament it was used as a measuring, type of measuring rod. Um, and as they age, the flowers turn light silvery brown and feathery. Um, the reed in he Hebrew was like the use of a cane. Um, we know about the, the verse in you know, Isaiah about a bruised reed. And in 1 Kings, there's also another verse that talks about a, um, a reed being shaken in the water and it, and it means to move to and fro and to flutter. So when you think of it in that capacity, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be where we're moved to and fro in a negative sense or caused to flutter or to waver or um, to be disturbed in such a way that it takes us off course. So um, our focus is going to be to, um, you know, even though that shaking may come, to stay on course. Um, reeds are also used for um, thatching and construction material, for baskets, arrows, pins, um, I said musical instruments. They're harvested for their cellulose content. Um, people have reed diffusers. I 
I've had one of those before where you have like a little jar or um, a vase or something that has um, <coughs> like an oil in it or some kind of, um, you know, aromatic or something and the diffusers will actually absorb or I'm sorry the, the reeds will actually absorb that and and cause um, it to you know make the room smell better um, it releases fragrance into the surrounding air so when I look at it that way I think okay you know reed in itself you know it was used in, in different ways but when you think about it as something where it's talking about it you know in the wind because you think about grass and how when the wind blows it'll you know you know back and forth back and forth and, and and try to take you off course that's in a negative sense you know trish whenever i think about whenever you think about the wind in scripture or just the wind in general i i've o i always liken it to the spirit you mm -hmm. know to the lord and it's interesting just the context here that a reed shaken in the wind i mean that could mean I mean, I'm sure the enemy stirs up the wind, but I mean, we can't be shaken by what God's doing, yeah. right? Especially in these days ahead, right. and and realize that He's moving and His wind will affect things. We just have to be very careful, because mm -hmm. you always think about being stirred or agitated by something the enemy does, right? But boy. <laughs> Right. I mean, and that's, you know, my, my thought processes as I was studying would go back and forth between, I mean, he, we, you know, we know he, he does bring a shaking to us and his wind, his spirit, you know, does move us. And it's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. It's, um, it will cause us to not be stagnant, you know. But also, my thinking too was that there are so many things that try to, um, you know, in this way, um, bring a shaking that's not necessarily from the spirit of God, but yet from um, you know, happenstance or things that happen or um, just different things in the world that would try to, to blow us off course. And, and so, yes, yes, go ahead. Oh, you can finish your sentence, but I was just trying to let you know that I had a, I had a comment. I really shouldn't talk because you never talk whenever I'm just Whatever. <laughs> I never talk with anybody else's talk. It's not just about I you, Stacey. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, when Monica mentioned that, it, it really brought up to me um, one instance that is, you know, huge in our uh, history, which is the crucifixion of Jesus. So you think about that moment. That was enemy-driven, but it was purpose. It was plan. It was the plan of God being fulfilled. So it, there's a, there is a dual situation going when the plan of God is being fulfilled, but the enemy is being allowed to instigate some of the things that God is wanting to have done. And so you are in that moment where, yeah, you see the enemy totally moving, and you think, i got to stop this. I, I need to, you know, he's, the enemy's trying to stop what God is doing. And actually, it is what God is doing. Right. So how do we perceive that? We have to be... I think that's why our training has been uh, about communing with the Father and knowing Him and being able to rest in Him and find that point of, you know, vectoring just because we've been with Him, not based on what we've, I mean, I know that the revelation is imperative. It's actually what's kept us going forward. But personally, each one of us have had to know the Father, not to be knocked off course. Pastor cannot save us when this crap starts happening the last 25 years we've all had to stay in or we would be lost I mean the minute you get outside of what God has said from the pulpit in any way you you're you're lost but that's only comes because we've all sought the Lord individually that we're still here so um, I, I don't know you think about the disciples they were with Jesus for three years every single day except for when he went up to the mountain and they're like where did Jesus go you know but, you know, they were with him, so how did they not know the moment? And he even told them the moment was coming. So I think we're, we're going to experience some of that same anxiety maybe when we are in the middle of something as dramatic as that moment was for them. Um, and I think that's why he's shaking us so much now so that we're not rattled easily. Right. It helps us to learn how to stand. 
stand and wait and see where everything falls and then then make a move you know not being not being rash not you know making rash decisions in those moments but just all right let's just stand let's just hold the fort at the moment yeah i agree thank you yeah i and you know it's it's you know discerning in in the moment too knowing you know what what kind of shaking shaking it is i mean is it is it the lord is it the enemy um is it the lord allowing the enemy to do that and like you said i mean us standing in that but also you know you you can't just freeze you can't just stop and like you said and not really do anything i mean we we continue to move forward and we have to um but moving forward is still a spiritual concept it's still you're moving forward in your relationship with the father you're you don't have, it doesn't have to be activity. We've learned that the last two years. Moving forward doesn't mean that you're blowing and going and you know visiting 30 countries. I mean, moving forward means you're in the spirit doing whatever the Father is placing before you in that moment. That's your moving forward. And it is a mindset. Sure. Okay. Um, anything else on that section? Okay, so we're going to move on to Second Thessalonians. Um, there's a passage there that I want to um, kind of focus on, and I just I put this section as remaining steadfast. So you know, again, that's that you know, moving forward in the spirit, but yet you know, standing and and remaining in a place where you're ready, where you're. Um, you know where he's speaking to you, and and you're listening, and you're, um, you know, doing what it what he's calling you to do. Um, be not shaken or troubled. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be you be not soon or speedily, rapidly shaken. And that's that word again, absoluto, to waver or agitate. Um, to not be shaken in the mind. Or to be troubled, um, uh, it's from three, three of um, to which means to um, that word troubled there means to wail or to clamor or to be frightened. Um, so don't don't be um, shaken in the mind or be troubled um, neither by spirit, which is a pneuma, or by the logos or by um, by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand and that that word there you know hand is the in, in a from his stemme to place on hand and pinned or be instant so um, again you know there's that that steadfastness that that standing and um, being instant being instant in season um, but you know the real focus here is even though there's that, that shaking that comes, don't be troubled by that. Don't be, um, don't be, um, you know, frightened by that. And this right here, I mean, you know, you're taking this more from a, like a, a, a kind of a positive thing. I mean, because, you know, it's bringing forth the, the word of God and, um, you know, the epistle and... <coughs> We know, I mean, we know the day of Christ is at hand, but don't allow those things that um, that come to really try to take you off course or to um, to cause um, you know for you to be troubled, to be shaken in your mind over things. So I don't know. I'm, I looked at that and I thought, okay, what what would it look like or what would it be to be like to be shaken in your mind i mean i feel like that's such a to be shaken physically when you look at that i mean you see you know can envision someone shaking but what does it what does it really look like to be to be shaken in your mind i mean is it what does that cause in in your mind i mean the thoughts i guess your thoughts maybe would be more um Disbelief. I mean, I said it could be disbelief. Yeah, disbelief. Um, not necessarily on the on the um, you know thoughts of or ways of God, but necessarily more on um, not believing. Good. 
We're also not to be deceived. So if you look at starting verse 3, it says, Let no man deceive, which is um, seduction there, or departing from what you know, from what you believe. So again, right there is that disbelief that comes in. Um, don't let by any means anything um, deceive you, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. And that's that ap apocalypto. So making known or manifesting what um, was previously unknown to us. And then you have the son of perdition here, which um, brings ruin or loss physically, spiritually, eternally, who opposes or objects and that word opposeth there is to, um, it's anti-kami, to lie opposite or be adverse to or repugnant. And exalt there, um, raising oneself up, being haughty. So he exalts himself above all that is called a lego there. Um, God, or this worship, so that he is God sitteth in the temple of God, um, showing or demonstrating himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I laid forth or I set the discourse for, for these things. So, I mean, we have to remember, we have to, you know, the things that, that have been laid out before us, the things that we've been taught, the things that. Um, we know to be true what he's spoken to us in intercession. Um, we got to we have to remember those things. Um, you know the things that he says are going to happen. I mean, we can't be surprised by those things when they do because I mean we've been told we know um, as part of that preparation and 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 now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mysterion of iniquity wickedness doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way and that way there I, I don't know why I really just clicked on that because I mean it's, it just meant in the middle so I, I thought about that I thought okay something that's like in the thick middle um, you know removing that um, taken out of the way and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume, destroy, with the spirit of his mouth, the pneuma, and he shall render completely idle, destroy, with uh, epiph epiphania, ep epiphania, yeah, he'll destroy with the brightness of his coming. So you think about, you know, all the things that, you know, the shaking that comes, whether it be by something that the Lord brings or something that the enemy is trying to do, the place where we stand, um, I mean, there's so many things that we need to do. I mean, we, we can't allow ourselves to be deceived or, or troubled in our mind over the things that, um, that happen. I mean, because your focus will be there. And. And it's, it is, I know it's easy to do. I mean, it, is, it happens to me, and, you know, I have to really, I have to shake myself in the Lord, and I have to go, you know, I've got to keep my focus. I have to remember those things that have been laid out before me, that, that discourse has been, you know, put there for me, that this is what's going to happen. This is what's to come. This is where he has me now. This is where he has me going. And, you know, just stay on course. Only he na who now letteth will let. And oh, okay, I already did that one, sorry. Uh, verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all dunamis and signs and um, lying wonders, falsehoods, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the agape of the aletheia, aletheia that they might be saved. 
And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe or entrust a lie or a falsehood, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that word, I, I just, I could probably click on every single word that, you know, is not and so or but or, you know, all that. And just look and see in the Greek and Hebrew. I love it. I, I think it's, uh, it really, it's amazing to me how for years as a Christian, how I didn't know to study this way. And even being in, you know, I have a degree in Bible and theology to not really have known until I came here that we could study this way. It's just, it makes the word truly come alive. And when you hear someone, I'll have conversations with my mom and, you know, we'll talk about the Bible and things that, you know, either her pastor has said at church or something that she's read. And I'm like, Mom, you really need to study the Greek and the Hebrew because it will come alive to you. The Word of God, it, there's just so much there that you cannot have a complete, I mean, not that we'll ever have a complete understanding, but it's just, there's so much there. And I, I just love it. I just wish that I had, for so many years, had, you know this type of this level of studying the word of God but uh, you know and again you can kind of get off on a rabbit trail when you start looking at some of these things and I've got to reel myself back in that you know the focus here is that even though these things are coming these things have already you know been laid out and in place that we know they're going to happen we know that there are falsehoods that you know there's wickedness in the world um, that we need to stay focused. And, you know, I'm just thinking even this week, and I, I tend to bring up things that are going on in the world because, yes, I do watch a little bit of Fox News sometimes. <laughs> but and it, does, and it actually is on in my house a little more often than Mark or I, either one would like, because my mom, just, she could watch it all day. Uh, retirement life. But, you know, I just there's so many things that I've seen and heard in the last few weeks that just continue to widen the divide between people groups and it just makes me so sad to, to see that because we know how um, and I love that that our network how close we are and how we love each other so much and that we really um, have a respect and a love and that we care so much for each other because it's to me such an example of what you know, loving thy neighbor and, 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 and laboring among each other and how we could be or how the world could be. But we know, I mean, I, I mean, I know. I know it's going to be this way. But it just makes me sad sometimes because it's just the little things that can make um, relationships so much better between people that, you know, things just continue to be decided in court or, you know, things that are on the news um, and, things that just continue to cause um, strife between people groups that, you know, if you say you want it to be better, if you say you want people to um, get along, quit doing this, quit, you know, quit yeah. reporting on this and, and focus on, on change. Anyway, I divert. Well, it's true, though, because you think, how often are there good stories told? Right. There's plenty of good stories. Oh, yeah. That's true. Good things happening. And it's like, why don't they focus on that? I agree with you. <coughs> yeah. It doesn't sell. Uh, that's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's all about the dollar. <laughs> Keeping things started. Or, the or their agenda. Keeping people shaking. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> they'd be out of a job. <laughs> Say it again, Chris. They'd be out of a job. That's true. That's true. We wouldn't want that. <laughs> okay, starting with verse 13, giving thanks and standing fast, so remembering to not be troubled, to be not deceived, um, and in this, in all that could be going on and that is going on, we continue to give thanks, but we're bound, we're under obligation, shouldn't feel obligated, we don't because we're thankful, we're grateful. We're grateful, um, it says, to give thanks, Eucharistio, um, always, at all times, 
to God for you. Um, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen or preferred you to salvation through sanctification um, of the spirit and the belief of the truth. Whereunto where he called you by our gospel <coughs> to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. So that's that stecho, stecho, stecho. From his same aim, meaning to be stationary, to persevere. And um, to hold, and I know we recently had a, um, a teaching on Kratos, um, to use the strength to seize or retain the traditions which you have been taught, whether by logos or in the word or by written message or epistle. So holding on to those things that... Um, it's so funny... It is weird to say that to Kratos the traditions, and on the other hand, it'll say, you know, don't be ruled by traditions. I mean, and Jesus solely was demonstrating, you know, the traditions are not what we're, you know, we're seeking. We're, you know, moved by the Spirit of the Lord and led right. by the Spirit of the Lord. Anyway, I just think that's interesting. It's true. I think he, it's more in the context of maybe things that were established at the foundation, maybe. Well, what I'm saying is just the way it's translated, it seems to be contrary to other verses, but we know what it's saying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's why sometimes you can't take a literal translation to mean, you know, so that it's not contradictory. You understand the spirit of the word. Yeah. Right. I mean, that when we, when we look at that word, I mean, our thought automatically goes to, you know, just traditions that... I'm just going to say a, a short thing about this, but I, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with this right now with my brother. Over words like this, that he's taking in a literal sense, and and I'm, I'm telling you, I am so stressed out right now over this scenario with my brother. And um, anyway, it's so when I, that's why I, I guess it was whenever you started talking, it's just I, re, I reacted to that because. That translation, you have to understand the spirit of what God was saying in the New Testament. You can't take the translation at face value. And I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I really need prayer over this. So, and there'll be more later that I may share with you guys. But at this point, I just wanted to say pray for that because, I mean, anyway, I'm not going to say anything else. It really gets me upset. I'm really upset right now. Talk about being shaken. Right now, I'm, I'm in a in a place. This whole month has been crazy. Cray cray. Cray cray. <laughs> cray cray. <laughs> yeah. It's and and when you said that, I mean that that's the same thing too because you know was, I've kind of gone through that through that with my mom too, you know, with things I'm like, okay, just because you can't look at it, you know, just at face value. I mean you really have to Well too, it's not just one sentence. You can't but you have to look at the whole Again, there is something that is that is communicated to us through the New Testament as a whole, and only the Spirit can reveal what that is. You can't just take, you know, doing a Greek study like we do does give you a bigger picture of what a word means by how it is used throughout the Scripture. And um, so it's, it is, I think a lot of people are led down kind of, you know, an adjacent path to the truth because of what's been preached over the years. And then, like, mom, coming from the Baptist church, but then even from then, you know, what you're taught, it really does, you know, this is where you're looking because of what, you, you know, you have blinders, basically, because of what you've been taught. And I don't know how many times this pastor said, you know, Aunt Lulu is not going to, just because she doesn't agree with what you're saying, because she's, she's always been taught that this is this. And nothing you say is going to take her off of that you know, tried and true teaching that she had while she was growing up and all, you know, because that Baptist church never changed that rhetoric, you know, it was just always this pathway. So um, what the Lord has given us really is insight into the what the Spirit was trying to convey, I think, you know, to his sons and to the saints who are going to be imperative in the last days. You know, to have these understandings. 
you know, it's, I was just, as you were saying those things, I was thinking, okay, I grew up in a church where, um, you know, you listened to the scripture being read and what was said, but you were never encouraged to actually study it out for yourself. Not really. I mean, not in the way that we know now. Um, well, I wouldn't have known the beginning on how to do that anyway yeah. back in the day. I mean, I wouldn't have known the first. And it's only because of what God has shown us through our leader that we even had these understandings. Right. I mean, he didn't show those things to me. Yeah. But I can use those tools to see the word in a, a different way because of what he's shown us. Right. But. One, one, one thing you said on studying about that, and I was thinking about it still, is it a matter of context for him? It, it's so big. It's so big, and I'll, I'll share more later. Right now, I'm still working through it. I. You know, I've not even, I've not really told anybody, but it's something that I know I've, I'm fixing to have to, it's something I've been wanting to do, but I've been so busy with everything else I haven't had the chance, but I've got to read the New Testament from beginning to end. I've got to find my own argument by the scripture, plus I'm going to do a couple of word studies from the Greek, not just, you know, and I've got to give it to him that way. I've got to bring, I've got to bring the word from what I know I believe, and then from there, I will probably share something with, you know, with a few of you. you know, I'm not going to, you know, do a thing on it. But, you know, I want a few of you to know because I want prayer about it. So, anyway. Well, I think about the, um, you know, the, 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 the studying the Greek and drilling down on it and doing your word searches and all that. To me, it's so much, I mean, this book was written, you know, thousands of years ago in a totally different culture on another part of the and the ability through the tools that we have become aware of to really study it out, what it does is it gives you context of what was going on in that day. Mm -hmm. And then you have to use wisdom to apply that to today, right? Because it is 2,000 years later in a totally different society. Um, but you know, that's, I mean, the Holy Spirit is there to teach us in all things, right? And so I just think that the greatest thing about learning how to drill down on these words and look at their original meaning in the Hebrew and then through the Holy Spirit being able to can, you know, translate that into today's what's going on today and then to put it into an actionable message. That's a priceless gift. Revelatory yeah. for us. I didn't mean to take you off course. That Sorry. Okay. I really need to keep my mouth shut. Trish, the um, interesting thing about traditions here um, is that, like when it says, um, hold the traditions which you've been taught, um, if, when you look at what tradition was in that, that word that's used to just, it's translated as that, it, it is an expression, it is a communication that you surrender to, and it's active. So it's it's not necessarily rules. So like we have to, you know, because traditions, we would think are rules of order. You know, this is our tradition. Right. You know, we're gonna do this, 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 this. That's not what this is. It is, it is a communication that comes that you're encountered with, and then you submit yourself to it, and you're changed. So, if you hold the criteo, if you take the progression there, you you have to recognize that from the throne, from the power of the throne, God is speaking things that then you're changed by, and and then you teach those things. That's literally what this says, and um, and if you if you look at it that way. Um, you're, you're continually by, by connection with the throne being changed by what God is, transmission is really what this word should have been translated as. It should have been transmissions, things that are being spoken. And, but, but you link that with the power of the throne, which is Criteo, and, and you really see the way God has been changing us. And you think about that through line upon line, precept upon precept, 
we go before the throne, God speaks something, and we say, I'm, I received that, Lord, and I see it in your word, you're speaking it to me, I'm going to be changed, and you, you're changed. And, and then you teach those things, and then upon that, God comes back and he does the same thing. So I guess what I'm saying is, we just read this in context, and what Bless said is true. I mean, if, if, you, if you just look back in those ancient days, uh, we don't want to be what they were like. I mean, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> but the, if, we, if we were looking at it as a bunch of rules and orders, we'd have to become what they were then. Right. But this whole thing is a flowing progression, and it's continual transmission from God where you are from the throne. You accept them. You make that plain. You make that clear by what in, in which you've been taught. But it doesn't end there anymore. And that's what we've said over the years, which has been so miraculous here. God never contradicts himself. When we spend time with the Lord in prayer, he shares something with us. The next thing he shares is in coordination with what his word has already said. And we see that. But it's new and it's fresh. So to hold fast there, I mean, I'm not faulting the King James translators or the English Bible translators. I'm not. Because they they did a tremendous job with what they had to work with. But I'm sure that they thought, okay, how do we, how do we say this? And it makes sense the way it's said. But for us, we're... We're receiving this from the throne. He's speaking to us. And only God could do this. And we submit ourselves to it. We, we are changed by it. And we teach those things that God has shown. But then it's, it's, it's not a stodgy stick in the mud. This is what you do. Don't you ever change. Which is what most religion does. It's a continual transmission from the throne. And we have to keep receiving it and then we teach it and we speak it and um, and I, I think that's that is that to me is just amazing um, and so you stand in that and you you and he, and he can tell I'm going to be quiet he continues by word or by epistle it's all going to agree with one with each other and, and that, to me, that, that's the miraculous thing because anytime God has shared some new thing to us, it, it always amazes me how life-changing it is. But then you see that in the progression of what God has shared over the past many years, it doesn't contradict. It, uh-oh, you know, God's sharing this. We see, boy, we screwed up back then. You know, and it wasn't us anyway. It was the Lord. And, but it, it all is in the harmony. It all it all works, but it's progressive. It's it's a trans. It's an ongoing transmission, and it's not stuck in the mud. So, I, I just I just like that. Uh, I just that's that's a good that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a, to me a much better way to to look at that passage right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like that standing fast in that so okay um, verse 16 now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God even our father which hath loved us and hath um, given us everlasting consolation the paraclesis and um, good hope agathos hope that, that expectation through the carice um, comfort your hearts and establish <coughs> you and every good logos and work so again that that establishing yourself setting setting fast that um, histeme a standing um, you know, being established in that okay let's, okay, let's go to Hebrews 12. And we're also instructed to run the race to um, persevere in, in his purpose. So wherefore, um, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay 
aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, Hupomone, um, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand um, of the throne of God. And so I looked at, a couple of things really stood out here to me, too. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And, you know, you think about, you know, an author, that someone who is, um, you know, pinning something. Um, but it, it's, when you look at that, it's, he's our example. He's our chief leader. He's our, he's our pioneer. So um, you have that. And then he's also the finisher. He's the perfecter. And he sets the highest example um, of faith for us. He's the, he's the author and finisher of our faith. I really like that. Um, let's take this again. And sending the, to sit down at the right hand, that place of authority there, at the throne of God. If we look at verse 3, um, sons don't faint when we're chastened, because we will be chastened. It's tough sometimes, but it's part of the process. Or consider him that endured that hubamino uh, um, to um, bear trials, to persevere, um, such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint. That weary there is that um, being tired and faint means to relax. So um, we don't want to be faint. Um, and again, there's that uh, <coughs> being relaxed in our minds. And, and that's a suke. Um, you have not yet resisted unto blood. I'm striving against sin. And you have forgotten which is to be utterly oblivious of the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Let me back up for just a second. My son, um, despise not the chastening of the Lord. So, you know, the teaching the training, the correction, we go through all of these things, um, you know, in our walk with him. He's training us. He's been training us for years. Um, we are, we receive correction at times. And um, says not to faint, not to, um, you know, two different times there. Don't be weary. Don't be, don't be faint in this. Don't relax when there are rebuked of him for who the Lord loves he chastens, and it says he scourges, scourgeth or flogs every son whom he receives. If you endure or persevere, chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, where are all partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. For furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which correct us. I mean, how many of you have had your father correct you? Absolutely multiple times and we had and we gave them I never got in trouble though. <laughs> just kidding I got in less trouble than my um, siblings that's for sure. <laughs> I was a male child I was a good one actually we call my little brother the golden child he was always taken up for <laughs> perfect um, furthermore we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father's spirits and live? Uh, for they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, I mean, Sufero, that we might be partakers. And that's that metalumbano, which means a partnership, being a par partner of his holiness. Now, <coughs> no chastening for the present seems joyous. It's, and it does seem grievous sometimes. It does... Um, sometimes bring us sorrow or what we feel is pain and another word is um, about an annoyance um, or grief or affliction so yes it's not pleasant but necessary 
Um, nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So, Trisha, I would just like to say that that line about uh, for they barely for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure, <laughs> that's certainly what I thought. So <laughs> 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 my mother, this one time, uh, spanked me three times one day, and two, day, two times the next day, and one time the next day until I finally caught on. You were a bad girl. <laughs> Well, my brother was so mean to me. He he was so tough, and so I asked my grandmother when she came to visit. I know this is not on the subject. When she came to visit, what uh, that how to explain the trouble with that my brother was hitting me all the time. I said, how can I get him to stop? And my grandmother said, well, just whatever he hits you, just hit him back a little bit harder, <laughs> and he'll stop that stuff. Well, he never did. took Olivia back first and spanked her and she came walking down the hall and she whispered to Noah <laughs> and Les heard her and he whipped her around and <laughs> took her back in there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you, yeah, I hope you learned from that. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> She said, thank you. And she walked <laughs> off. I mean, she's really little, you know. But she said, thank you. And I mean, she's like, will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> you so she endured that chastening quite well. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to hit just this next section. I won't read all of that. But um, being made whole, wherefore, lift up your hands which hang down in the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. And I know that that's, you know, there's a lot to that little that passage there and about the, um, the, the hands that hang down in the feeble knees. But I also think about the season that we've been in and it's you know, kind of been discussed over the last, I don't know, month or two months. It could be longer than that where people have talked about um, having um, structural issues, things, you know, with their bones and muscles. And, um, you know, for me, I, I've had some shoulder issues lately. And, and, and the matter of being able to actually put my arms above my head, um, it's been very, very difficult. And, uh, again, I know that the feeble knees and, and all that, is, there's greater meaning to that and more spiritual meaning. But I also feel like that the things that the enemy's tried to, to shake us with over the last few months or whatever has tried to cause us to not be able to stand in, um, you know, what he, what he has for us at this point. He's, you know, the enemy's trying to bring things that would try to, you know, throw us off course. But yet, you know, he's making us whole. He's, he's, he's causing us um, to, um, to, to be made whole and to um, this little part where here where it talks about that, which is lame but turned out of the way. And I looked at where it was talking about being turned out of the way, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like it's a twisting. It's a, um, it says dislocated limbs. And I, I know you look at that kind of in a, 
natural sense, but also, you know, is that a, in a way that where twisting is trying to be brought you know, spiritually? I don't know. That's just a, an idea there. But he does want us to be made whole. Um, the last part of that passage is be peace, peaceable, diligent, and without bitterness. Um, follow peace with all men. You know, I made the comment a few minutes ago about you know how the enemy really has tried to um, bring um, widen the divide between people groups and and all of that in our world. And we continue to see that, and we know that that is just it's it's going to happen. Um, it's it's not. You know, it's just going to be. But we have a place in that to to, to bring that unity in, in the Lord. Um, also, looking diligently lest any men fail. Um, you don't want to be um, fall short of the grace of God. Don't let a root of bitterness spring up and trouble you. Um, it says, um, and thereby many be defiled. Um, you know, looking at that word defiled and kind of the picturesque meaning behind that about something that sullies or um, it used an example um, of tainting, but also to dye another color or stain. And I thought that was um, an interesting way to, um, to, to you know, look at that. I mean, it changes you. It, it makes you <coughs> completely something different than, than intended. Um, Let me go ahead and move on to verse 26. Okay, so talking you know, about the kingdom of God here, whose voice then, shall shook, um, then shook the earth, but now he had promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. So we know he's bringing that shaking. And, you know, it's, it's going to bring a shaking to us, but um, we have to, to remain steadfast in that. <clears throat> and this word, yes, once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken, as the things that are made, then those things which cannot be shaken remain the kingdom of God. Wherefore we receive we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. And this kingdom which cannot be moved is where we're serving, where we where we are, where we're remaining. So even though those things may fall away or be shaken, the things that he's bringing and shaking to, we, you know, we, we remain. Let us not be moved or shaken by the things of the world. We must stand fast in what the Father has us moving into in this new year. It's hard to believe to me that it's already December and we're moving into a new year. In some ways, I'm grateful to move into this new year, to a fresh new year in him. Um, but it's just amazing how quickly this, how quickly in some ways this last year is gone, but also how it's seems to have dragged on too. Um, if we are to be shaken, let it not be by wavering disturbances or things that seek to destroy us. Let us be moved and shaken by the Spirit. And so I'll use this last little section because this is one that really came to mind when I thought about the shaking that he brings in Acts chapter 4. So that that shaking that takes place will be from the Spirit of God. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were with one heart and of one soul neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own but they had all things in common and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them all so let us be filled we're shaken by the Spirit of God. Let us be filled with the Spirit and functioning in His great grace. Have any questions or comments? Good job, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for your contributions always. <laughs> like I said, you'll make it. So um, I like the discussion. So it's really does make the word of God come alive more to us and speak to our hearts <coughs> in, in ways that you know, make it really profound and, and what he's wanting for us. Amen. Amen. Um, do I need to announce who's next week? Or?
I think it's more of a leaf. I actually don't know. Is it on the wall? No, he's, he's got to actually come home. <laughs> Unless you want him to re um, teach remotely from his deer stand. It's written in Mark Burke. Okay. Yeah, he's. Did he switch with you? Oh, that's right. He did switch with you. Yeah. Yeah, I had to remind him. Like, do you know that you're teaching? Oh, because we're, yeah, we're going to be out of town. Anyway. All right, so. Well, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this season that we're in. And I just, you know, thank you for you. For you um, Jesus, for all that you do for us, and we, we just stand in you, and we're, we're shaken by the things that you want to, to shake us with, and we just, but we stand in, um, in complete obedience to you and all that you have for us, and uh, we just ask that you bless the worship time this morning and the word of God, in your name we pray, amen. Amen. amen.